It's the Sheriff Podcast, baby. Yeah. It's the Sheriff, HL Man of the Year. 500 pro fights in his career. Got the record for most ice fights in the season. Chill. You fought the Sheriff, lucky you're still breathing. It's the Sheriff, HL Man of the Year. 500 pro fights in his career. Boom. Got the record for most ice fights in the season. Chill. You fought the Sheriff, lucky you're still breathing. We filmed the pod today. Welcome, everybody, to an exclusive episode of The Sheriff. Boy, oh boy, do I ever have a treat for you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is very unique for two hockey players not only to be on the same team, but to be playing together on different levels. Now, what if I were to tell you that these two players were drafted to the same National Hockey League team? But what if I were to also tell you that these two players developed an incredible friendship, yet were going for the same position? And what if I were to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that we are both here right now, and I'm gonna bring the big man out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all over the world, I would like to introduce to you my guest tonight. He hails from St. Catharines, Ontario. At six foot four, 225 pounds, he is a heavyweight. He was drafted by the Buffalo Sabres, 34th overall in the second round in the 1998 NHL entry draft. He led the AHL in penalty minutes with over 388, his second year pro, over 380 games in the NHL and AHL, the current host of After the Whistle podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Without further ado, my good friend, Andrew Peters. Petey, we're here, buddy. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers hug. <laughs> what movie is that? What movie is that? Tommy Boy, I'll beat Tommy you to Boy, it. Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy. So, Andrew, honestly, thank you buddy, for the Thank no, you for ahead, the, no, thank you for the intro. It's no always problem, great buddy. to see you. Your beautiful mother Sheila. It's been a long time. I've missed you. I've missed you guys. I've missed I you guys a that, lot. Man. And I'll tell you what. This is long, long overdue, man. This is long, long overdue. And, and I wanted to have you on our show. And we tried to connect back and forth. And I wanted you on mine first. And you were asking me to come on yours. And you, I wanted you on mine first. And life. You just can't batten down a time, and then I hear you on spitting chicklets, <laughs> which was- you were fantastic. I mean, they do a Thank fantastic you. job. Okay, yeah, you you were fantastic on there, and I and I hope that has that has helped your your audience. And I'll Terry Ryan, yes, talk to Terry wow. Ryan about you. You got to give Tr a shout out here. You know, he, he, uh, he, we had a great conversation about you, but you and I together in person, it's long overdue and, and I'm so grateful to be here and make the trip up. Well, hey man, I gotta give a blast to that too. We clap for each other around here, PD. I appreciate everything that you just said, man. And like, to be honest with you, PD, like I was trying to explain in the live videos I was doing before we got here that all the hockey players, all the sports people in general, they all know how it is when you see a teammate that you haven't seen in so long, that feeling that you get, the battles that you've been through together, the, the team camaraderie that was involved when you knew each other so well, and it all comes back right away, ladies and gentlemen. It all comes back. I experienced it today, so thank you, buddy, for letting me feel some nostalgic moments today. I couldn't believe when I saw you, man. I couldn't believe when I saw you, and you know, like, from the from the time you and I started talking about getting together and 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 getting on the air together, listen, it 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 has been a a, a two year emotional preparation to 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 come and see you. I mean, this is this is a long time coming, coming man. Like we we go back, and I I didn't want to I didn't want to write anything down, and I I didn't want to rehearse anything, but I took the go train in from from Trafalgar, not from, not from Buffalo. Guy thought I'd take the train in from Buffalo. So I took the train and I was just, man, I was reminiscing and I just, just wrote down some of these, man. I'm a sweater, man. I'm a big sweater. Listen, 
how many years has it been since I've seen you? Seen you. I would say the last time I saw you what was your last was training camp in Buffalo. Last year in with the Rochester Americans, my last training camp in what, Buffalo. What year yes. was that? That was the year that we fought five, six times in training camp. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember that? And I was telling that story the other day in our podcast. I was telling I got together with an old buddy of mine, Chris George, another super tough guy back in the day. Very tough. Shout out to Chris yeah. George, by the way. <laughs> And you know what he said about me? You know what he said? He goes, man, I wouldn't have wanted to fight you. I was like, really? Because I don't think I would have wanted to fight you either. So, but here, like, it's just, it's amazing how that happens. And I just, so thinking about stories on the way up here, man, I just, I, there are, there are so many great memories that I have with you. Like so many and like good, bad Envy. Ugly. Well, envy. Like, yeah. you got called up before me. You got called up for that fucking game. I'm going to pardon my language. You can edit that out. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You can swear. You can swear. You got called up for that game. And and I remember the build up to that. You and I, do you remember that? Yeah. You, I was like, man, I think you're getting called up. You're like, I don't know, man. Maybe both of us were getting called <laughs> up. Did you know? How long in advance did you know you were getting called up? Cunny, Cunny pulled me aside after practice. How many days in advance? This was, so this was on a Thursday. I played on the Saturday. I know. We were going to Chicago. So that's the first time you knew. Yes, we watched Thursday you, morning. We watched that game from a bar in Chicago after playing the Chicago Wolves. And I was... I had a real chip on my shoulder after that, man. Like that was, that was I was, and and, and nothing you did. I mean, you of earned course. it. You earned it, man. I mean, but I was I was truly pissed about that, and that that ins- that motivated me. I'm I mean, yeah, no, but you course. earned it. I mean, I saw what it took. You were you were hungry, and and I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you got that game, man. Fuck, I, you, I appreciate that. You were in that the hard way, man. Yeah. You were in that the hard way. We both did, but you were in that the hard way. So, but I remember that. I'll never forget that. Right on. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate you saying that and sharing that. The thing is, is we're, I think on this, on this episode, it's a little bit different. The experiences that we've had together, you hear around the campfires about two guys that were in camp and yeah, they were friends and they had to do this, they had to do that. But we lived it. We're here right now. We're telling the story. So it's different than any other possibility. Now, I think that we're gonna get into things where we were able to motivate each other. And I'll give you, I'll give you a, a reason right here. So my first year pro with the Rochester Americans was your third year. You were a veteran, you were established, you were respected. You took me in like I was your little brother, okay? As, as the one, as, as our uh, Todd Sawaski appraisals mentioned it, the Bruce Brothers, that's the way I thought of it as us. Do you know, just let me finish for you. Do you know how much confidence you gave me, me knowing that my partner in crime, my line mate, the guy I looked up to as a veteran actually believed in me. You told me how tough I was every time. You were the guy that came to the box. I led the league in fights that year. You it's only because I, I wanted you to fight all the guys. Macker. I wanted you to fight all those guys. I'm like, yeah, you go. <laughs> you go, Macker. Go yeah. get him, man. You're good. Hey, go, go, I, go. Got, I got your game in the NHL. You did. You no, did. I didn't. Ah, you did. You I, didn't. But, but. I was like, so oh, this is no, this is great. We got a hungry young rookie. He's like, me. <laughs> get out there. Yeah, go get him. Sick him. He's a righty. Oh, shit, wait. No, 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 he's not. He's a lefty. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> hey, the only, the only time that I wished <laughs> oh, it wasn't me really that year was probably six foot nine Mitch Fritz. Do you remember oh, when Milwaukee came into town? But you used to, you handled him. I, I mean. I was lucky. I fought him. I fought me. him in the NA. I fought, fought him, him twice. I fought him when he was at Tampa in the preseason, tore my tricep. Then I fought him when he was with the Islanders, and I just held on for dear life. I was just like, Jesus, he had such a hold on me. And I was like, I don't know if it's hard for guys my size who usually fight guys that are smaller to fight a guy bigger because we're so, it's so different. Yep. Like, oh, yes. Because, I, I mean, you can't, it was, I just, I was like, shit, this is a, this is a weird position. We're not using our I'm reaches. I'm a smaller that's for guy sure. here, and not quite, not even close to the strongest. But yeah, I do. I remember that. I loved it. I was like, "What was the other guy named?" Uh, the it, other guy it, it, used it, it, to fight all the time. I was like, "Go get him!" Denny Lambert? No, Skurlak. Robbie Skurlak. Skurlak. Robbie Skurlak. Probably. Uh, I mean, I think they probably had to get custom helmets. 
for Mr. Rob Skurlak. Because honestly, he Petey, played, he Rob Skurlak's head was both of our heads put oh, together. Massive, massive. That, that, honestly. Head like a basketball. But you know what? Listen, though. Uh, he got games in the NHL. He did. He, he played with uh, he got New some games, Jersey, right? He got some games in New Jersey. And he scored. Um, he scored. Yeah, he's, he scored yeah, yeah, in the he's, NHL. He scored a goal he in the NHL. He never scored in the AHL, but he scored in the NHL. Yeah, he scored a goal in the NHL. Yeah. I remember that. I'm not sure if he if he scored or not in the AHL, but I had, think it might have been his first game. If I'm not mistaken, he might have scored his first game, and it might have even gone off his foot. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not. I'm not joking. But I'm not being a. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just. I'm. I think it might have gone off his foot because he scored before I did, and I was extremely envious <laughs> again. But. So that, so, uh, do, ahead, you, no, do you remember? Do you remember the first time we ever crossed paths? Oh, man, you asked me this before. I have so many good memories, but you're just gonna have to tell me, Petey. I was playing for the Kitchener Rangers. Yes. Yep. And you were a rookie for the Sarnia Sting. Yep. <laughs> and I don't remember the score of the game, but I do remember looking over at Sean McMorrow on the bench, and I was getting hungry. I think I might, I might know where this is going. Hold on. And I looked over at him, and here he is like this. And I look, and I'm like, are you the new guy? And you're like, oh. hey. wait, 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 wait. I think my skates are, my skates are uh, loose here. I got to tell you. There's three them. sides to every story, my side, his side, and then the real side. So, okay, so, Petey, it, it, all jokes aside, one of the reasons why I really wanted you on my show is because, honestly, buddy, out of all the guys that I played with, character-wise, personality-wise, by far, Andrew Peters is on top. Ah, thank you. That's what we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta recognize that. So now saying that, I always try to figure out, where does this come from? How did these big characters come about? <clears throat> How are they created? I like to go to the beginning. We're going to St. Catharines. We're going to St. Kitts, buddy. I want you to talk about St. Catharines a little bit. I wanted you to talk about your family. Now, pardon my ignorance. Your mother and father's names, brother, I couldn't remember. It Ann doesn't say Ann and Sandy. Can you say it again? Ann and Sandy. Can we give a shout out? To, to you, Ann and Sandy. Creating, creating this wonderful gentleman. <laughs> Let's talk about St. Catharines, buddy. Let's, Let's talk about you growing up. Well, uh, my motivation to play hockey stems from my brother. I think you know, well, you know Jeff very well. Absolutely. Uh, you both have a mutual admiration for each other, loved each other as teammates. And, um, you know, and if, if you wanted to hang out with the cool kids and you wanted to hang out with the good athletes and the good players, you had to, you had to play and you had to be decent, right? Because he, he was always a dominant young player. He was a second overall pick in the OHL draft. In fact, the irony is unbelievable. Chris George beat the living shit out of my brother. And we have pictures of it. He's this big, tough guy from Sarnia taking on the number two overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's like you. That's like you fighting. Uh, who is our first yeah, overall pick? Probably. Who is? No. Dan, uh, that was like, yeah, it would be like you and Sarnia fighting uh, Steve Eminger, Steve are you? Or Derek Roy. Derek Roy. Way yeah. to go. Way to go. There you are. Way to go! So now, hey, stay on topic. So anyway, so my motivation, my motive, my, that was my childhood. My dad was the athletic director at a private school, at Ridley College. We grew yes. up practically on campus. We had access to the arena all the time. I mean, it was like three in the morning. We would skate until we would, the, the lights would go out. The Zamboni guy would lock the doors, and my dad had this big ring of keys to the whole athletic department, and we would go and and skate all night with our buddies and it was Jeff's buddies and if you wanted to if you wanted to be able to to hang and play with them you had to be able to play and you had to be tough and that was kind of my inspiration you know i mean it was it was strictly through him and my parents they sacrificed time effort money as you know yes as you know big time to big time. to play this game to get to the OHL i mean it's yeah. such a crazy sacrifice right so it's a huge journey it's it's you ever wonder like what if we didn't do it but i don't want it's a story for another day but yeah no for sure i always do yeah you know what that deserves a lot as well so now pd it, it's interesting Klesla. That you <laughs> Klesla. 
Yeah. Then you get traded to Kitchener. Sorry, to, sorry, man. No, no, that's fine. I just that's fine. I have so the many nostalgic, memories. Nostalgic memories trump anything I got to say. Klesla. Now, what he's referring to there, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is Radislav Klesla, who did play in the NHL for a while, right? Played for the Brampton Battalion. Making big hits in the Brampton Arena. Nice. Wasn't going to let him off the hook. I had to yell at him the whole time. Tell him I was going to kill him. Pretty much that's what he's referring to. Klesla. I, I like oh, the... I <laughs> I'm coming for you, man. <laughs> Echoing throughout this whole empty Brampton Battalion arena. No that one was at built the arena way over, over, uh, like totally thought for sure they were going to sell this place out. Empty, yeah. 30 fans. Klesla. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I it was a. <laughs> I was like, this guy's unbelievable. I don't have to worry about anybody. <laughs> oh my God. So now. Uh, you didn't have to worry about anybody oh, having gosh. a brother like Jeff that was two years older than you, oh. though, PD. No, no, right? I, well, one I the, had to worry about him. Well, you had to worry about him. But one of the things I was going to ask, I love that you brought up Jeff. Now, Jeff is a 78, you're an 80, correct? Yeah. Okay, so he's two years older than you. Do you believe that Jeff is responsible for your toughness? Was he beating up on you when you were kids? Did he toughen you up? I think I'm responsible for both my brothers being tough as heck. Uh, what do you think, Pete? Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. I remember my brother javelin through a hockey stick. My parents had this 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 like frosted glass. It was like probably in a half an inch thick, just kind of between the door and like the living room behind there. There's like a shelf, and then and I'm going around the corner, and he's he javelin throws this thing, and I. Right through the window. Yeah. Comes over, smacks me sideways in the head. My eardrum pops. No way. I can't hear for like three Ringing. days. His buddies had to fight them in order. Like in order. Like it was, listen, as you know, I mean, it, you gotta you gotta earn your stripes sometimes, right? So that yeah, I'd say a little bit. But then again, the game of hockey brings that out when you're a big hockey player. You sometimes you don't have a choice. I mean, you get to a certain age where you go and skate anywhere for any tryout or anything, and it's kind of like, you know, survival of the fittest when it comes, who's going to be the most noticed, which big guy is most willing to go yep. and do something to have someone say, holy shit, look at that guy. And then all of a sudden, you go make a good play, and it's like, oh, that's the guy that got in the fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. it's, so, And then it just kind of like itself perpetuates, and then over time, you get kind of groomed into this, checking line forward then you get then you get groomed more to a fourth line checking line forward and then it's you know oh he's a tough winger and it's just and then so on and so forth and here it is you're at a decision Mm -hmm. do you want to advance do you want to move on or, or do you want to check it out? Or do you want to do you want to stay? Are you happy with tier are you happy with tier two junior A? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Is the oh the OHL is an opportunity? There are scouts in the OHL. Remember the old saying? We got there are scouts in the stands with contracts <laughs> in their pockets. <laughs> Coach, give me a break. Right? Yeah, no. And then you're, you're absolutely at the OHL, right. you get noticed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's the way it is. I mean, it, it's at the time it was the way the game was at the time. The game was very, very different back then. But now, you were mentioning about the fact that you could have some skill, but you'd be pushed into that role. I want to talk about the decision for you to go to the Oakville Blades and then after that, Georgetown. Let's talk about that that time right there. Because I've seen some big numbers, Petey. I I moved away from home when I was 15, kind of out of nowhere, probably shouldn't have wouldn't change any, wouldn't change anything because I have my son. So let me just make that clear. It, because of hockey, where I landed, all that nonsense. But but I left home at 15, train wreck of a year. I don't even want I don't even want to get into it. Go to, you know, just the, a year of complete disappointment, over expectations, underachievement, all of it. Right, no understanding of what the game really is and how yep. to how to play the play the game within the game. Like there's yeah, there's a behind the scenes game. Okay. Oh yes. Especially in the Toronto area. All right. Let's just call it what it is. There's there's a ton of politics in youth hockey. There has been forever. There was when I played. It's sickening, but 
that's a conversation for another day. I agree and, with you completely. And so then I go to, so the next year, I talked to this guy named Rick Bintz. And he was this tough, hard-nosed, old, old school coach. And he calls me. I had a choice to go to a few teams. And, uh, you know, some of these teams were good. And I might have been like the young kid with the prospect who could play a little bit. Or I get this call from this coach who says, Ah, you know, the only person in the world I've ever allowed to call me Andy. Really? Andy? Yes. Well, I don't, I don't like that <laughs> no, at all, man. No, me neither. <laughs> Do I look like an Andy? No, no. So, Not anyway. So, he's the only person in the world that's allowed to call me Andy. He'd be like, you know, Andy. I'm like, ah, okay, you, you, can have, it. you can have this one. Yeah. So, he's, <laughs> so he's like, truth is, we're going to suck. We're going to suck. He goes, but if you come here, you work hard, you'll learn how to play hockey, and I'll play you a lot. Hey, but that's what I'm you're like, looking for at that I'm time. like, sign me up. Yeah. I'm like, this is perfect. Right on. We go there, and sure to his word, he kept true to his word. Yeah. We won three games. Whoa. Okay. Sounds like my missing So he was as honest as they get. We were in two of those games in the first three games. No way. Yes. So how's that for finish of the season? Wow. But... I played, I had an awesome year, and then I got drafted in the second round of the OHL. I was going to ask Oshawa. you, how high did you get drafted? Like 35th overall. Okay, okay. 35th overall. I got drafted in the second round of the OHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, I was disappointed in that. Um, but, you know what, I was happy to go to Oshawa, his historic franchise. I ended up, ended up living with some great billets there, Nancy and Bill Knight keep in touch with them to this day more my parents than me which is kind of the story of us like i'm terrible at getting in touch with people but i'm always thinking about them and they're Mm -hmm. always in my heart right yes and um so you know and i had a great rookie year in oshawa i mean then i got drafted and it just kind of you know i mean i say great i mean i mean i got i got put on the map in a hurry and a lot of that was for a number of reasons but anyway Asked for a trade, ended up in Kitchener. So you actually asked for a trade? Yeah, I okay. held, I didn't want to go back. My career 30s. decision. I hated my coach. Okay. I hated every coach. I hated you know what? Because I didn't need that. I was, I wasn't soft. I would run through a wall for any coach clearly, and I would fight for anybody, any teammate, even the guys I didn't like. So don't fucking talk to me like that. I don't need to be talked to like that. There's, there's no need. Do you have any? Just ask me how willing I am yeah. to do something for you. You know. Absolutely. But you don't have to yell at me. Do you remember? Oh, my God. See, this is what happens. ADD. Listen, stop for a sec. Do you remember? Yep. We're playing in Rochester. Okay. We're fourth and fifth uh, line guys, respectively. Okay. Okay? Yep. John Cristiano had the power play and penalty kill meeting. Okay. Do you remember this yet? Just keep going. So we we are the only two guys not in the meeting. (laughs) I remember now, man. So we, I was, that was so, really funny. So we walked down, and we're just kind of like peeking our heads over the shoulders of everybody just to kind of be seen, yeah. right? Like, we're here. At, <laughs> we're Hi two guys. guys. We, we want to learn. <laughs> just let us be part of the group. We, we want to learn. John Christian. Well, we did most- say that, didn't we? I know. I think we did, man. Uh, I swear. I, thought uh, I we- think we just said we just want to be like what John Tur- Christian. Like, you guys don't need to be here. No, he goes. He goes. Petey Mac, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to make him sound nice, like Petey Mac. What do you? I love Johnny. I see him rarely, but I mean, when I do, I love him. But he's like, he's like Petey Mac. What are you guys doing here? <laughs> We're like, uh, just thought we wanted to be. No, there's no reason for you to be here. Get out of here. Go. And we're just kind of like, and you turn and you're walking away. You go, holy fuck, man! <laughs> and, I, and I'm just, and I'm just like, and I'm just walking out, just absolutely demoralized. I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is this is like the worst day of the year so far. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And then Cunny's in the back. Do you remember this? We go into the bathroom and we're laughing so hard about this. We're yeah. and Cunny comes around the corner and he's like washing his hands and drying them. He goes, "What are you guys laughing about?" The- what, what are you guys laughing about? <laughs> and we're just kind of like, I'm nothing. And he's like, he goes, no, seriously, what are you laughing about? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how Cuddy talked. That's exactly how Randy Cuddy would talk. And, and then I'm like, 
<laughs> you try to start telling him, but you're laughing. I go, Johnny just threw us out of the meeting. You... <laughs> For, I, I just got to interrupt. For those of you that are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we do have a YouTube channel. I would watch this because the, the animation with Andrew Peters listen, is unbelievable. Listen. So Johnny threw us out of the meeting. And he goes, What? It's like, What? And he's like chewing his gum. And he goes, Fuck him. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how it happened. So from there on out, yeah. every meeting, Power Play Public Health was a right. team that's meeting. That's right, man. That's right. So that was because of us. And I think that might have been from every year after. Yeah. You, you third and fourth liners for Rochester are in the PP meeting. You know why, you know why you're there now. Okay. Another Mac story. <laughs> this is not about this, this is This is unbelievable. So I love it. We're playing in Roch. Yes. I was the movie guy. I had yes, the, remember the, I had the list of movies. I had the movie the guy at the movie store would give us free movies for yep. the bus. He loved hockey. We'd give him tickets. Yeah. Whatever. I'd go pick him up. I put the list of movies. Remember I put it, I'd be like, guys, any movie you want, you want to see, write it down. I'll go get him after practice before we jump on the bus. Yes. Every every road trip. Denny Hamel. <laughs> Do you remember this? Denny Hamel. I, uh, so I come in after practice. I'm dragging my stick. Or no, it was not. It was before practice because we... So I, I said, okay, remember, guys, right before we went on the ice. Guys, grab your... Write your movies down. And he goes, how about shut the fuck up, Petey? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, Denny, you're, and, and then Mac, is, who goes... Mac goes... <laughs> so 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 we go out we, we practice whatever I don't say a word I let it go and we're all stretching and I just kind of do one of those kicks over and I slide over to you yeah yeah and yeah. I go I'm gonna go address Denny I remember this and you go and you say to me you're like absolutely I'm like are you coming with me you, you go Absolutely. <laughs> so we skate over to him, and he's doing a shooting drill. Yeah. And we tap him on the shin pad. Yeah. And there's me, and there's you. And I'm like, what the fuck was that, Denny? <laughs> he goes, what, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And I said, I said, what am I talking about? I said, what are you talking about? Shut the fuck up, Petey. What was that all about? He's like, oh, come on. You know I'm just joking. I go, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You know, Denny Hamel. And then you go, and then you come over the top. You go, yeah. Shut the fuck up, Denny. <laughs> Denny Hamel was a legend because he was on a one way, right? Denny Hamel was on a one way. Got sent down to us. Buffalo was really not happy with him at all. So he kind of had a chip on his shoulder. It's it seemed like I liked him. I loved Denny. I liked, I know, I liked Denny Hamel. But he had a, he chip had on his shoulder a tendency, and if he was honest, and I'm very honest with myself. If you can honestly look in the mirror and reflect back on who you were at certain times to certain people and whatever, you can admit that you're an asshole at times. Of course. And he was I'm, an asshole at times. Yeah. But he, I liked, I liked him. But he was, and we hung out sometimes. But I mean, just don't, don't, just don't do that. To me. Yeah. We got a hard enough job. Okay. Like you we get do. jumped, Danny. I would be in there for you. Remember that. Right, right? away too. Yeah. So now, PD, before before we continue with the pro. I want to touch up on the end of junior, which was when we played together, okay, with the Kitchener Rangers, okay? You got, you got, now I can't remember the first name, but what was our GM's name? Mr. McDonald. Jamie McDonald. Jamie McDonald. I okay? love Jamie McDonald. You remember Jamie McDonald? Yeah. Now, this is what I wanted to ask you. Do you remember what our assistant coach would do to get us fired up before the games? It was a famous quote from like a heavy metal band. Started with, are you? Do you remember that? Are you ready? Did he really? Do you, yeah, he did. You don't remember that. No, that okay. wouldn't fire me up. That wouldn't fire you up. No. It fired I'd me say, up. I'd say, are you ready? In my head, I'm going, really? Are you ready? Like, are you going to fight fucking Erskine out there? <laughs> yeah, am I ready? Are you really asking if I'm ready? I've been ready for three days. You don't think I saw the schedule? You don't think I knew London was here? You don't think I knew this team was here? Don't ask me if I'm ready. Talk to the rest of the guys. Let's talk about, let's talk yes, about. Yes, I'm here. London I'm ready. And, and I'm Johnny ready. Erskine. Now, you and John Erskine are the same age. 
you guys were known as the two toughest guys in the league. Were we? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Really? You and John Erskine. Andrew I knew Peters, he was. John I knew he was. I didn't. So now. I didn't put myself in that pedestal. There was a game, I believe, in Kitchener. Yeah. Where London came into town and you guys fought, right? Yeah. How did that go with Johnny? You know, this is, this is deep-rooted. John Erskine is deep-rooted to me because my first year in junior well first of all it was it was an, and I, I hate to, I hate using this word I never use this word but when it comes to junior heavyweights fighting and you hear about legendary fights this absolutely goes down as one of the most I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it the most legendary and maybe no one even knows about it and it was long and it was heavy punches. It was shot for shot. And I remember in the middle of the fight, if you can fucking believe this, he's standing there and he, he didn't have teeth. His no, front teeth, two, remember? Two front teeth were he had gone. long, straggly blonde yeah. hair. And he says to me, and he's holding on, and I, I hit him. I'm like, whack. And he, and he fucking goes like this. He goes, he goes, hit me again, Peters. I'm like, what the fuck? I go, whack. And he just goes, whoosh. And he just let me hit him like three times. I couldn't believe it. And I just hit him. And I was like, I was starting out. Here I am. I'm like, is this guy just taking bombs? Or do I just not throw very hard? Like, like what <laughs> no, is going me. on here? Like, normally you most guys, normally most guys are going down. going down. This guy was still just standing there on his feet. So you're talking about the Andrew Peters cocked back punch. Where you're, you're getting all in there. The Andrew Peters full right, right extension. He was just shaking it off. Well, yeah. Well, no, not even that. Like, I was, like, up top here okay, on him. Okay, okay. So, like, I'm up top here, and I'm just yeah. like, whack, oh. whack. And he's, he, and he's not. He, and, so, anyway, Erskine goes all the way back. Like, for some reason, there was this unbelievable expectation for me to fight him in junior. Yes. And well, you I guys am, were the two top guys, man. That's well, I'm why. I'm talking about That's in our why. draft years. Like, there were tougher guys than us, I think. Like For your for your age, you guys were the toughest guys. Then when you guys were in your know, third man. year, you guys owned the league. I don't but know. But continue. Sorry about But I, no, no, no. So, I mean, I didn't fight him the first time in in London. and I And I feel like there was, like, a major expectation of it. And and I, so then we played against each other in the, even before that in the top prospects game and everyone wanted me to fight wanted me to fight him and I just I, I didn't like that pressure like yeah. I didn't it's a lot the, of pressure the, the, for a teenager at, man but at the time I was thinking like I used to fight very organically very kind of like off the cuff I'd play hard I'd run somebody over someone would come in yeah. and get me I wasn't this drop the gloves and go i yeah i played hard and then yep. i'd fight anybody right like my first yep. fight in the ohl i was 17 gerald moriarty cross-checked me into the into the boards after uh, a thing i swear to I, if he's an honest guy i i slapped the taste out of his mouth <laughs> and and you know like call a giacomo jumps in for me you yeah. know so it's like yeah. Eh, yeah yeah you know but there was always it became like this pressure Wait. and then my second year, we had like a shitty fight. I held on to him, and then London. I, when he came to Kitchener, it was like Jamie McDonald timed that trade on purpose, and it was yeah, man, that we, was a big one. That was a and big then, one. And then I fought him again in the NHL once, and he he stung when me when he was in Washington. He stung me, man. He hit me hard, and he stung he was everybody. A, and I remember talking to Teppo Newman, and when he first came to our team, he was he was signed with Buffalo. Yeah. And we're sitting on the bench, we're skating at his uh, was the the old practice facility, and I'm sitting there talking. And I go, "Hey, you played in Dallas with that John Erskine?" Eh? And he goes, "Yeah." And in this Finnish accent, he goes, "Heavy hitter, heavy hitter." And I was just like, "I know, I know, I trust me, I know." And I was a guy I just didn't want to cross paths with that often, and I did, and didn't I didn't have to, but. When I did, it was, you knew, you yeah. knew. I used to skate around any show warm up, no shoulder pads. I, <laughs> I'd chat with him. I'd be like, "What's going on?" He'd be like, "Not in tonight, not in tonight." And he was like, "He's a great guy." I yeah. mean, yeah. guy's a great guy, but like a mani Erskine. maniac between the whistles, man. No, I, I. You just mentioned the name Tempo Numinen. I wanted to, I, I, I wanted to say that I had the opportunity to be teammate, our teammates, roommates with Tempo. 
during the preseason, when we actually played in Rochester against Minnesota, we stayed at a really nice kind of resort hotel that was in the East End. I'm not, I'm not, I don't remember the name of it, but Temple Numenum, I'm, I'm, we're in the hotel room and we're just about to have our nap. And I'm like, you know what, Temple, I got to tell you something, man. He's like, he's like, what's up? I'm like, buddy, like I used to play you in Nintendo 64, man. Like, I, I just sometimes I like being the win. That was when he was on Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets, Jets before they moved. Yeah. And I'm like, Temple, I honestly played you and you were so good that I had to keep using you, man. You were in my starting lineup. I just wanted you to know, he thought it was so interesting that that was the case. He took it as the biggest compliment in the world. He would. I love he seeing He's, like the, the, the result of his, the, the face on, the look on his face, the brrr, the look on his face that he had when I said that, it was priceless. Yeah, that would mean a lot to him because I'll tell you what, he he's a good man. He's a he's a really good man. But shout out to Temple Numenic. Shout out to Temple Numenic. But he... Uh, what a name too. What a guy. Yeah. What a, what a guy. I remember that training camp. I remember that trip to Minnesota. I fought Derek Bugard. Yeah. I, well, that, that, I, okay, so that that's in Minnesota. I'm talking about the game was in Blue Cross Arena in Rochester. You were hurt. I was playing. For, I and was who playing. was it against? Minnesota. I, oh. fought, I fought Andre Nazarov. That's right. Yeah, in Rochester. That's yeah. right. Big Andre Nazarov post-juice. Right? Because they had, no, they, they implemented that rule, and I, I mean... This is a long time ago. People, people didn't, you know, there was no rules. People, you know, if you're not, if you're, they say the old saying, if you're not, if you're, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But uh, honestly, Nazarov was like 260, 270. And then after the rule change, he was about 210. So <laughs> I got the 210 Nazarov. I think I was a little bit lucky that I got that. So I never had to cross paths with him. He was a tall man. But he though. was, a, he was a, he was a six big tough guy too. Something. He was a big tough guy. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember actually. I think he was also in in Phoenix. Yes, he was. Right, he was and in I, Phoenix I feel before. like he jumped me in a game. No way. Yeah, and I I sucked him in. He hit me about six times. I just buried my head. I kept my gloves on. We got a seven minute power play. It was my rookie year. Lindy was praising me. We got a seven minute power play. I think we got like three shots. I got like six welts on my head. Yes. Hey, man. Hey, <laughs> Seven-minute power play, three shots, and I'm a rookie. I can't say anything. But either way, got you know. But that was my run-in with Nazarov. Right on. Do you remember me falling off the bench in Rochester? We were in Binghamton. End of end of a game. We're you, going. Like, we're going you, out. You were trying to hop try, over. We're trying and you, to hop you over. Fell on your back. And I fell on my back. Yes, <laughs> and, absolutely. I remember that, man. Very very funny. Petey, <laughs> one of the. <laughs> One of the things that I do you remember? <laughs> do you remember? We should call this a segment. Okay, this is the greatest story in the history of Sean McMorrow and Andrew Peters. I can't. I can't wait to hear this. I am at home in Rochester. Who was my roommate? I think at the time I was living with Pominville, maybe. Probably, yeah. Pominville might have been hurt too. Okay. Okay. And I'm at home with a bum shoulder. Okay. You're on the bus. We just, cell phones were just big. You're on the bus coming back from somewhere. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think you guys lost and we could only follow the game on the radio. There was like, there's no streaming. Mm -hmm. We listened to the game on Don. We listened to, to Don Stevens. Don Stevens. Voice of the Amherst yeah. on the radio. Still Actually, doing that's it, not I true. I, that's not true. We would. We'd call the boys to see how the game went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you work out? Did you yes, know? yes. I went to World Gym. Oh, yeah. Got to go work out in. Just My ask point. Palmer. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody loved Palmerville, right? My point Shout is this. To so here's the story. I call. So I'm on the phone with you. I think you got in a fight. Okay. No. <laughs> and I called to see how it went. Okay. And I said, hey, is... Larry Carrier on the bus? Oh, no. Larry Carrier, eh? <laughs> and you yeah. said, yeah, Petey, why? I said, oh, yeah, and we're giggling. I go, because things were bad. I think we were losing. I go, let me talk to him. And you go, okay. And I'm like, ha, ah, Mac, ha, ah, ha, okay? Next thing you oh, know. Oh, you were being sarcastic. Yes. And I put Next Larry thing on you the know, phone. Next thing you know, the assistant general manager of the Buffalo Sabres Larry like, Carrier, yes. Larry Larry Carrier, yes, Petey. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry I did that, I'm like, man. Uh, That's pretty gutless, man. 
I said. I didn't mean to do that. I, I'm like, uh. I forgot what I was going to say. I'll call you back. I said, I didn't. I said, I, I was actually just joking. He goes, oh, okay. He goes, have a good night, Petey. And he hands the phone back. And I was like, oh, that was an awfully friendly tone. Maybe he doesn't mind an old-fashioned prank after yeah. all. Right? Yeah. Next day at the rink, Cunny skates up. He goes, Psh. <laughs> That's what he'd do. He'd be like, Psh. So you... <laughs> So you think so you think you're a funny guy? No way. Really? He goes, you think you're a funny guy? I'm like, I'm like I'm like, what what do you mean? <laughs> like does he I don't know. Does he I don't know. know. Okay, does sorry. he know about the phone call? Does he not did Larry yeah. did Larry say something or is Larry cool? Larry said something. Larry yeah. said something. Yes. Oh my god. I'm like, he's like, the phone call. He's like handing the phone to Larry Carey. He goes, you think that's funny? You think that's smart? And I was like. <laughs> it was I'm Mac. I'm like, Cunny. It was Big I go, Cunny. I go, Cunny. <laughs> I go, Cunny. No, it was not a good idea. <laughs> I'm like, but did you honestly think that I thought Mac would be like, okay? I thought he'd be like, are you fucking nuts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. Okay. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I then. know what you were thinking. <laughs> Sewer Petey. <laughs> Honestly, I need his I job. <laughs> I need his job. Oh, my God. You're such an I, asshole. Yeah. Okay, so listen. I, uh, I, I appreciate all that stuff. One thing I'm no, very, I, I, one thing no, I'm very interested in is you were a very high pick to the Buffalo Sabres. Okay? You were, you were almost a first-rounder, people. Right? Oh, I'm aware. You're like, what, seven picks out of Two the first round? Two more expansion round? teams, and I'm 34. Oh, no. okay. okay, no, I hear you. But what were you, about five picks out of, out of the first round? Seven. Seven picks out of the first round. And it was the New York Rangers pick. And do you know how Buffalo acquired that pick? Let's hear it. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I was the return in the Pat LaFontaine trade. Whoa. Pat LaFontaine to the New York Rangers... Whoa. For the se second round pick. The Rangers had the seventh pick overall in the first round. And okay. they picked Manny Malhotra, led Toronto legend. Yeah. And the seventh pick in the second, there were 27 teams. The seventh pick in the second round, so the 34th pick, if my OHL math is paying off. Uh, Correct. The Rangers, Buffalo had the Rangers pick, and they picked me. Wow. So how about I that? mean. And I, I hear yeah, about it from I, Sabre fans. Yeah. Can't believe this is the guy we got for I think it was, LaFontaine. Do you know that Dodd was a sixth rounder? Like, shut up, man. Like, the scouts had five other rounds. They had four other rounds to get him. Did you meet with Buffalo before the draft? Oh, yeah. Okay, Couple so times. now one guy that I wanted to talk about a little bit was is Mr. Don Luce. Was Mr. Don Luce in that meeting? He was. Right on. Now, Don Luce drafted me. Don Luce drafted you. Yes, okay, so perfect. So now, I want you to tell the audience and listeners how unique that stuff was. You got a taste of some other organizations with Jersey and Florida and Vancouver and whatnot. So Don Luce, to me, he seemed like he was my uncle. Like it was like a real family type relationship. Do you know why? Demands because well, what round were you drafted? I was an eighth round pick. Because he cared... Stage about eighth round picks yep he cared about second round picks yeah he cared about first round picks equally yep. and he cared about the, the individual yes and he wanted the best for the individual and he was he was not he he was non-judgmental yep he under he understood players he understood young players he was a mentor to me the guy he was a mentor to a lot of players there yep. were there were a lot of guys when when he, when the Buffalo Sabers lost Don Luce. For whatever reason, I will never understand what happened there. But they lost a, a a key piece and heartbeat to the organization. Not just for the kids and not just for the players in Buffalo. Players in Buffalo didn't need him. They, we we did. We loved having him around. But he was, was great. But they were there. It was the younger guys who needed who needed the yeah. reminder, the reassurance. Like he, he mm -hmm. knew 
you know, what players were thinking. He knew the wonders and the worries and of all these guys. And, and every time Don Luce was around, he made you feel like you were special and like you had a chance. Yes. And he always included family. You know, like he took in Alexander McGillney. I mean, a lot of people don't realize yes. that. And I think you should get Donnie on your show. I don't know if you I have... would love to have him on the show. Now, he... I know the McGillney story. Do you mind telling it? Like, Well, he and he and, uh, he and and Jerry Meehan went over to, to, I believe it was the, the World Juniors in Sweden. And they were they had an agreement with Alex and, and McGillney. And you should have him on to tell the story. But basically... He was going to leave the Soviet Union and defect and come to Russia, yes. or come to the come to the U.S. United to States. play for the for the Buffalo Sabers. They moved him around from like three or four different hotels or something throughout Sweden to get him on the flight. Like I think KGB was looking for them, and oh, I, yes. they were bouncing around. So, I mean, getting him out of there was a nightmare. And then the Looses had him at his house, and and I think. There were like Russians showing up at their door, like knocking on their door in the middle of the night, yeah. looking for Alex McGillney and you yeah. know wondering where he was because the KGB, even players like that were even probably Russians now in the league. You know, there was like a Russian tax they had to pay. I don't know if you know this, but I played with I a guy who showed you. up with a with a crowbar across the head because he didn't play, he didn't pay his Russian dues. But yeah. so I mean, they were serious about their hockey players over there and playing in the for the Soviet Union, but. Point is, the Looses did that. A, a dear friend of mine and a former roommate of mine, um, Luke Theoret, shows up to training camp, does his physical. Do you remember this story? Luke Theoret. I just haven't heard that name in a long okay. time. Luke, Luke Theoret shows yeah. up to camp. Yeah. Does the drop and cough, which always made every guy uncomfortable. It's like, you know, okay. But thankfully, he did. they did that because they found a swollen testicle. And he went in for surgery right away, and the, the Looses kept him in Buffalo, so he had the best treatment. Took him to his treatments, took him to his radiation, took care of him, helped you know, build him back up to, to strength to play again. And he ended up returning and having a little career, but I think he had some issues with his hip because of the radiation. And But the point is, is that he may never have had a chance to play in the NHL, but the Loose family did everything they could to give him a chance to play yes, in the NHL. And, absolutely. And I know you probably feel the same way, and I know you probably had lots of discussions with him. And But, yeah, I'm glad you brought that name up. I'm glad that it is – It's. I'm glad that name is still important to you because – Very important. I see him yes. – you know – Is it is it Kelly, the, the daughter's Kelly, name? Kelly. Uh, they have so, the, so Kelly is who I keep in touch with yeah, Kelly, through Kim, Facebook. Yeah. Um, she, she supports her dad so much. And I think I appreciate that. And I usually like her comment on her posts because it has like Don back in the day in the 70s playing for the Sabres with his big afro, no bucket. Just if wheeling somebody, around. I'm going to say this, and it's not because it's Don Luce's daughter and I love the Luce family and I've known Kelly for years. But if there's one woman in the world that is built for a general manager job in hockey. Yeah. It is Kelly Luce. There's not a woman I know that knows players, contracts, hands they shoot, skill sets, strengths, weaknesses. Oh, my God. It is, like, insane. When you have a hockey conversation with her, I'm overwhelmed because she she just trumps any time. I'm just kind of like, oh, my God, Kelly. But, man, she is a wealth of knowledge because of her dad. She, She idolizes her father. And Diane Luce. Yes. Yes. The heartbeat of the family. Yes. She is the most charitable human being on the planet, and she keeps that entire family grounded. So I'm glad you remember the Looses because they're a very important family to me and, and throughout my journey as well. So now, and, and I thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. I just want to give some appreciation uh, to the Luce family. Big influence in Peter's and McMorrow's career and life, and you guys are the best. Now, Petey. I know we're, we're doing a little bit of a collaboration between our shows. I'm definitely going to need you for a part two. But before I let you go, I know that the viewers and listeners want to know a little bit about some of the confrontations that we had in our career. So now, I, w- I, had, the, I had the pleasure to listen to Mr. Terry Ryan's show. And 
I loved hearing the story because not only did it bring back memories, but I got to see, like, I got to hear, this is how Andrew looked at it. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, you know what I mean? Because we never really, we laughed about it. It moved on. We never really got into it. It just, it happened. It's the stuff that we had to do. People would be blown away if they knew the type of dynamics that people can be in. Like, in our organization, you were the closest person to me. In, in Buffalo, Rochester, whatever, the whole organization, I was best friends with you out of all the guys that were my age, Thorburn, Palmonville, Miller, all those guys, I was closer to you. Yeah, I was So I know the preparation you I'm had here, for man. that camp. I appreciate that. The preparation you had for that camp. But now here's the twist. My preparation probably wasn't as good, but mentally it, it, was, it was on the same par. Do you remember who my agent was? Do you remember Sugar? Yeah. Mike Welcome? Yeah. How we represented Eric Bolton as well? Yeah. Now, how awkward is those dynamics? My agent is the other tough guy and my agent. And then there's Andrew, who you and you and Sugar, you guys didn't even get along, did you? Did you guys yeah, get we, along? Yeah, we got, you guys got along. He, he wanted to rep me and I, you know, we, we went out, we, we talked and I went a different direction. And I, yeah. I mean pretty good one direction. yeah I, I no i no but i just you know I, I don't i don't know if there was any animosity there i never treated it like there was but i think i think he definitely wanted his guys to rip my head off so it. no well I'll, I'll tell you because like mike like mike he was he was very very aggressive in do you know how you were thinking i gotta destroy anybody in my path Eric Bolton, Sean McMorrow. I don't care who well, it is. Well, you know what? I'll say this. I don't care who it is. I'm destroying anyone in my path. That's what Mike Wolcombe would say to me about you. You have to fight Petey today. You have to fight him. You have to go right up to him. Well, Mike, what if like, there's nothing going on? It doesn't matter. You just skate up to him. You say, let's go, Petey. Let's go. That's what I was told in my, in my, in my head. So when that morning in St. Catharines, when we Did had you, that. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Did you need him to tell you that, or did you already know that? I didn't need him to tell me well, that. Oh, you were gonna. Man, I was gonna ever, tell you that the first time we stepped on the ice. The things, man. Buddy, he he didn't. I didn't hear what you just said. No, I said he he didn't. He didn't have to tell me, but did he ever boost up the reasons? Like, oh yeah. He yeah. just he made it obvious that yeah. it's something that I had to do yeah. if I even wanted to think about having a chance to make this team. Well, I, I, yeah, it was something you had to do. I was going to make you do it. Yeah. Well, but, and, and this, but okay. it wasn't, it wasn't happily. It wasn't, it was not happily. It wasn't as happily as it was punching Ryan Jordy in the face. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Shout like, out to Ryan Jordy. Shout out to Ryan you, Jordy. Called him up with Palmonville. Called him, pretended to be Larry Carrier. Told him to pack his shit, get to the Adams mark. You're called up, kid. Call. I call him back. I'm sitting in the car with Palmer. I just fake call him. He thinks he's getting called up because he used to carry his passport on all the road trips just in case he got called up. And he actually thought, so I called him back. I was like, listen, man, I was, it's Petey. I hope you know I, like, that was me that called, and he was just kind of like he paused. And he was crushed. I was like, because before I was like, <laughs> I'm like, be at the Adams Mark in uh, 915 stretch down at uh, whatever, the Marine Midland Arena, or HSBC, whatever rink it is now, whatever it was. And uh, told him to be there. And I called him right back. I was like, ah, yeah, so it's Petey. Uh, uh, sorry, man. I, you knew I was kidding, right? And he's like. I never knew about this, man. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I, I, I guess I don't remember. Yeah. Palmer's the dick because he, he was like, yeah, 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 great idea. So, Petey. No, yeah, that was brutal. Before we go, I just want to lay out a couple of facts that, like, I've Before been. we go, I, we haven't I, even I, gotten to the it, fight yet. Are we? What time we got to sign out of here? Jesus. Okay. That's why I said that I, about the part we two. fight. How'd you end up on the ice? Okay, so now, now remember how I told you I have video of this? It's a UK fan named John Searson that has all my fights from 2000 to 2010, wow, I including see this. the training camp footage. I need to find it. It's somewhere at my mom's house, but I'm gonna dig it out and we're gonna find it. Get on that, watch Sheila. It. The fight was a good fight. You, you, you got me down. Right? I didn't hit you down. Like, I think we just kind we, of you we, fell. We went down. You were on top on that one. You got the decision. Okay? Nah. As we got up, you got up first. I was on one knee. Oh. And there, and there was the blow. 
Now, you gave a cheap shot. There was only one? Like three or four, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gave a cheap shot, but then I returned a cheap shot. Well, the best part about the story is, though, we get back to the penalty box, and you're yelling at me, and I were half-dressed. Across the bench. We weren't even dressed. No, we were And someone said, I was telling Chris this tonight. I, I said, I'm, like, getting an elbow pad on. I'm, like, sucking wind. It's, like, the second fight at camp. Your hand's already swollen. And you're like, woo, 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 across the... Across. Yeah. Peters, that was bullshit. That was gutless. You're gutless, Peters. You're gutless. And what did you do? And someone goes, someone goes, I think Mac's talking to you. I think it was Doug Janik. And I look, and I was just like, oh, no. And I stood up. I was like, rah, rah, rah. I was just bluffing. I was like, whatever, Mac. Rah, rah, rah. I shouldn't have fallen down. Rah, rah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Plays going on. Plays going on. I'm like, yeah, let's go right now. You're like, yeah, that's what it was. Let's go. And you like jump over the boards, and everyone's like, and the coaches and everyone, because there was like assistant coaches from like scouts and shit were the ones that were were coaching those games because all the big dogs were up we're top in the stands, and everyone's just kind of like, what the f- is going on here? And we're going, 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 yeah. going, going. <laughs> no shirts, no shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah. Right. Refs get in. Okay. Refs get in. Yeah. Refs get in. Up. And then all of a sudden, and I deserve this. <laughs> Right? Well, well I don't know. Was. I don't know if it was that. It was. It was more like that. <laughs> hey, but but your tooth got knocked out, right? <laughs> hey, well listen. So, <laughs> right on. So now, okay. So before we go, the most interesting part of that story is me and PD caused so much havoc in training camp that they were forced to put us on the same team. They put us on the same team from that day on for the rest of the camp, I believe. <laughs> we were on the same team, man. They wouldn't let us play against each other anymore. We can't let these guys play against each other. They're going to kill each other. They're both under contracts. It's going to cost us money. We're going to have two funerals. Buffalo Sabre, HSBC funeral. We need one of them here and one in Raj. Jesus. Okay, okay. You both want to be here. Go try and play. Yes. <laughs> oh. Petey, will you promise me a part two, my friend? Absolutely. 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 And and I just want to say to, to end yes. that, uh, and I mean this uh, with all due respect mm-hmm. and with all my heart, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that we lost touch all those years. And I have always thought about you. I, I believe the competition and hockey and the, 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 the roads, that, that the paths that we end up on for whatever reason, you just kind of lose touch, and I want you to know that I've always thought about you, and I've always said this to you. You are one, if not my favorite teammates that I ever had, and I'm I'm so honored to be here on your show, and and I truly love you, man. I, I truly love that. you. I, there's so many men. Yeah. It's not a, it's not an easy job what we did, and when you come on our show. I want to talk about you playing in that Quebec Senior League. I got to hear some. Absolutely. But listen, so now, you're not allowed to do any more podcasts until you come on our show. That is a rule. And I'm not well, saying here. I mean, I'm, just, I'm not saying I'm here. Just, I'm saying you I'm can't be a guest on an anyone invite. else's. The, an official invite. No, anyone else's. You can do the sheriff, do whatever you want. They love it. It's great. But you're not allowed to be a guest anywhere else until you sign on with us. Okay, cool. So now what I want you to do now, Ryan Reeves started the trend. You got to do a mic drop, Petey. You did some incredible stories tonight, buddy. You got to do the mic drop. Do I have a? Do I have to say a line? I got a line. You can do whatever you want, man. Will Ryan Reeves see this or hear this? I hope Ryan Reeves watches stuff like this. Ryan. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I would have beaten you or you would have beaten me. I don't know. But I do believe that if you played from my era or before. Might have been like the top between 40 and 30. <laughs> 30. Ryan, you need a rebuttal for this, man. 26, 33. I don't know. You're tough, man. He's tough as nails and he owns. He's in full control. But I'm going to tell you something. He's the man. heavyweight champ right now. He's the heavyweight champ of the NHL right now. Him and Lucic are the top two, but Reeves Lucic, has got it. Really? Yeah, buddy. I love Lucic. They He's one of my Luc- favorite players to ever play the game. The ever. Show, the show's never ended. Ever. <laughs> but I don't know if he's one of the heavyweight champs of the league. Right Tom talk- Wilson is, the, is by far Re- the toughest player. Who's that? Tom Wilson. The only difference Tom is he, Wilson? Tom Wilson. But Reeves owns Wilson, though. Does he? Yeah, man. Officially? No, not officially, oh. but he's beaten them in most of his fights, most of their fights. 
Anyway, I, I believe Reeves is the heavyweight champ. Wilson, yeah, okay. Wilson's right up there too. Tell where would Reeves be in between '96 and 2006? That's in another episode of the Sheriff Podcast. I have a ton of respect for the guy. I love him. Just like so, but he's a huge add to the Leafs. Love you, man. That's it. That's it. The mic drop. There you go, Andrew Peters. And this is gonna wrap up the show, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Sheriff. We'll see you soon, guys. Woo! Fights in his career. Got the record for most ice fights in the season. Yeah. You fought the sheriff, lucky you're still breathing. Let's go! Thanks for tuning in, baby. It's Brad Will, baby. What up, sheriff? Yeah.